Welcome to Trey Show 9. Welcome to the relationship experience. The other day, I was driving to work. I had the ocean to the left side of me. And I had the mountain to the right side of me. And I started to think about my relationship, what's new, right? I asked my wife a question, and it was, it was a tough question. But then when I asked it, it wasn't so tough. And I wanted, and I always want, the honest answer. No cap. And I kind of already knew the answer. Only because the last four years, um, we both have been uh, putting in some work. as the head of the house, as the head of the relationship, as a man of the relationship, I have uh, definitely uh, put in some work that that I just needed to do, you know? And, and the answer that I got um, was very actually... Uh, moving and it it actually brought a tear not just one tear but it brought tears to my eyes Um, because it's a measurement of what I have accomplished it's a measurement of me putting in work is I get to I get to see the benefit through her and her honesty. And it was touching. It was touching. Um, it it really it, it it turned a dial in me that um, is even going to propel me even more uh, to greatness. Um, It was a reminder. It It was a really good reminder of of what I would teach my son, both my son, both, both my son, both my sons. Um... You know, I didn't have a father growing up, so I didn't have the opportunity to to have a dad like myself teach me anything. And yet, I am extremely grateful for me not even having a father and me having to find out 
what the fuck I needed to find out. <laughs> and there was something inside of me that was like I it was like a, a natural thing. It was it was I knew what I wanted very young. I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be a man who is a leader. Because that's what, whatever is inside of me, whatever God put inside of me to look for, I just, it was like a beacon, you know, it was like a little, you know, those things where you look for metal, the metal detector, you go around on the beach and find precious metals or metal or whatever. And it's like that, you know, Um, I remember growing up in church or as a little kid being in church um, from day one, from day one. And I can remember looking at the pastor and saying, that guy right there is a pretty damn good communicator. <laughs> uh, his name, what was his name? Uh, shoot. Anaker. John Anaker. White guy with the mustache. He was, had a small church. Um, I don't even know if we had 50 people in that church. I don't, I don't think we did actually. I think we only had like 15 maybe 20. I mean, sometimes it was packed, you know, but the, you know, the majority of the time it was, it was, you know, very few people. Um, And he managed to um, have a heart for Israel, have a heart for the Middle East. And he went there on a mission trip and then he when he came back he gave everybody in the church these communion cups and i just remember i think that was the first time i was like i want to do that i want to go and i want to travel i, w- I want to help people i want to give something to somebody um anywhere really it didn't necessarily have to be um across the world um it could have been in my own neighborhood, you know, and I would be happy with that. But nonetheless, this is a guy who um, I model myself after. And so, you know, me having boys and children, girls, um, I want to do the same thing. You know, I want to give them the same and better opportunities that I had. And. You know, when when my boys, you know, it's funny, they have, we moved and now we're in a different uh, location and um, my sons, the, our neighbors have four girls and kind of close around our, my two boys age a little bit. You know, I think the girls are older. One girl's older, one girl's younger, um, I think. And they you know, come over the house. They literally live in the same, it's all one house divided up. 
Um, and we live in the first half, which is our the three bedroom house. And uh, they'll play out in the courtyard, and then our little courtyard, our little um, our little area, our driveway area, they'll play together and hang out. And the sun goes down, and it's time for them to go home. And I make sure my boys walk them to the door, which is literally like 15 feet away from our door. But I make sure that, you know, hey, you know, sons. Walk them to the door. Make sure they get home safely. You know? Um, and if you, if you don't, if you, you, you know, you're too busy and you're running around, just check with them. You know, knock on the door and say, hey, I just want to see if you guys got home okay. Um, and the, these are the lessons that I teach my son. Because, you know, in our world, um, in our house, in our small little tiny itty bitty little kingdom that we got going, um, chivalry is is very much alive, and I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. That's it, it's. I want to carry that on. I want to carry that 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 legacy on. And. It's, I want them to show, I want them, I want that to be part of their character. I want that to be part of who they are, that giving, that uh, chivalry, um, that going out of their way to do something, make protecting, that protection, right? Making sure that their friends are home, inside the door, safe with their family. Right. Um, another thing is, you know, with my sons, if they're going to go out with their mom somewhere, their mom might go out on a date night with them, you know, and I let them. One of the things I tell them is, like, you know, kind of find out, find out what your mom's favorite food is. And on that on that date, find out what the food is and order it for her. Just try it, you know, <laughs> And my boys, you know, they, one of my boys has a speech impediment and the other one, you know, he's just three years old, but I don't care. You get, you communicate the best way you can at that moment. Be very clear, look in the person's eye, be, be loud, you know, but I mean, not too loud, but make sure that that person can hear you over the restaurant noise or wherever they're going to, you know, go, whatever. Um, you know, they, they do stuff like that. And because I want to teach them about their, not about, it's not a necessarily about the woman, but it's about who they are. A man has to do these things. Why? Why? Because that's just the nature. That's just... That's just what we're drawn to, right? I was drawn as a kid growing up in that church. I was drawn to leadership. I want to be a leader. I enjoy being a leader. And I want them to understand that. They are the head of their future family. 
And so, <clears throat> honey never chases the bee, right? Honey never chases the bee. You know, a lot of times we, you know, guys, they get taught, go chase her. Go chase her down. And that is actually a distraction. I teach my, I don't teach my boys that. Don't chase her. You, you live your life. You live your life. You live your life on purpose. She will see this man that you are and then, you know, fall in love with, with that. Not you chasing her. Because ultimately, she really doesn't actually want you to chase her. Um, she'd rather you attract her. Because she might even like that game. She might like that drama. It could be a little mysterious to her, possibly. And she might like that, depending on the girl, depending on the time that they live in. But I don't teach to chase. I teach to attract. Attract. Be the man that she wants to... Not even she wants to, but she needs to be with. Be the man that she needs to be with. We've lost this. We've lost this. We've, we've, we're losing the chivalriness. The chival, chivalriness. I don't know if that's a word, but it, it is now. We've lost it. Men are becoming more weak and women are becoming like men. And I don't even know why. If women are supposed to be more powerful and, and amazing and awesome, why, why, why do you want to be like a guy? You know, um, in your mannerisms and your thought process and this wanting to to be you know first and 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 wanting to be like I want to work with the men and da, da, da. like you know what I mean like I'm just I get it and it's possible you can especially if there's a need you know I was talking to and I I'm pretty sure I'm I told this story before on this podcast but I was uh, in college, and one of my professors um, clearly was a feminist. And um, I say that because she let us know. There was no hiding <laughs> the fact that she was a feminist. But she was different. You know, she was different. She uh, loved men. Actually, um, she was a feminism feminist that basically was is to say that, you know, 
uh, when, when the guys, when men are at war or at work or somewhere off doing something like they're what, doing what they're supposed to be doing, then women can and should step into that role. <clears throat> and 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 build and continue to uplift the infrastructure that these guys have built, but that now they're gone, you know, because they're off doing something, working, fighting a war, or whatever the case may be. So this is what she's explaining. And she's older. She's much, much older. And I respected her for that. You know, because she, like I said, she liked, she loved men. She didn't hate men. She's like this, she even downplayed and she actually doesn't like the new feminism that exists today because it's just weird to her. It doesn't make any sense because it's not what feminism is about. That's, she goes, there's, she even said there was two types of feminism. There's the the right kind and <laughs> there's the wrong kind, you know, and I was like, wow, th- this this is coming from her. You know, this is coming from somebody who has lived this life, has seen uh, the the rise of feminism, has experienced it and probably being who she is. She's probably been in marches and, and demonstrations and you know, has been fighting for rights and this, this, and that. I wouldn't put it past her. She seems like that type of a person, you know. Um, And she still believes in chivalry. You know, my wife still believes in chivalry. My wife will stand at the door of the car. She'll just stand there. If we're going, if if I say we're going on a date, or if there's no children, and and we're it's just us two, she'll stand there. She won't even say anything. If I forget, if which I I don't, but let's just say if I do, you know, or that she somehow gets, you know, she'll just stand there and she won't even put her hand to the door. She won't even attempt to open the door, you know, and rightfully so. I've trained her well. Uh, just kidding. I didn't train her to do that. She she was she was like that. She's just like that. My wife is very old school, extremely old school. She's she enjoys she enjoys being an, a woman in every aspect. And 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 I like that. I like that. It's what attracted me to her. It's it's what I've noticed. It's what it's it's. I love that. It's something that, um, fem, like a feminism, being feminine, being ladylike, is, is something that makes my stomach warm, if you will. Right, those butterflies, those that warm, tingly feeling in your balls. Um, if you're a guy, you, girls wouldn't understand that, but that 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 feeling, that that attraction, it's like, ooh, yeah, I like that. I'm a man, you know. Um, but she doesn't do it in a way where it's like a put down, and that's what I like, you know. 
it's not a put down to her. It's something that um, is genuine. This is who she is, you know. So anyway, honey never chases the bee. And so I want to attract. I want to teach my boys how to attract. And I, and I teach my girls, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are the signs that you're looking for? What are you looking for in a man? There's a kid uh, in our neighborhood, uh, next our next door neighbor, and um, they play rough with my uh, one of my daughters. She's a total tomboy, and um, and she's rough. She's a rough kid. She's super duper strong. She hit me today, actually. Um, I teach her self defense and stuff. And uh, she she hit me, and it hurt <laughs> for the first time. I was like, ooh, man, that hurt. And if she connected me in the nose or the jaw or the mouth, she could probably knock me out. Like, I'm thinking, like, she could, like, with the right training. Um, but this this kid, you know, pushed her, and I was like, ooh. Man, I almost reacted. I mean, I wanted to jump on the kid immediately. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> it's just a kid. They're just playing. Calm down. You know, but that was my first reaction is, ha. Um, and then it, it goes monster first and then tame the monster. Monster, tame the monster. And, you know, I talked to her. I said, okay, how do you feel about that? You know, if somebody, but I said, if somebody pushes you, you push them back. Or you defend yourself. I don't care who it is. And if you don't want that to happen, you let them know. Hey, don't ever do that again. And you got to get, you have to have that seriousness. Hey, listen, don't ever do that again. Not cool. If you forget, I'm going to remind you. But I'm probably going to hit you back. As the reminder. Um, anyway, I'm out actually. Um, honey never chases a bee and we're teaching, teaching our children, um, teaching our boys that, uh, this is the worst, um, advice that you can give to a guy, uh, to a boy that's growing up chasing her, attract her, don't chase her, attract her. And ladies, if you're listening, if you disagree, I love to hear about that. If you disagree, let me know. Come talk to me. Be the best. Fuck the rest. Trey Show 9, and we're out. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you.